0: You are Locked On NBA Draft. Your daily podcast on the NBA Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. What is up? What is up? This is another week of Locked On NBA Draft. And before I get into this episode, I wanted to send my condolences to Terrence Clark's family, Uh, just a, a young life that we lost way too soon. And, you know, when you're doing these draft videos and, And you're talking about players sometimes it's hard to remember that these kids are only 19 years old and when you're critical of kids you never think about what could happen next I'm not saying that I was critical about Terrence Clark or or you know anybody's been extra critical but what happened with this tragedy a few days ago just kind of puts everything into perspective that I mean at the end of the day these are kids and they're playing basketball for a living and I think as a draft community, sometimes we need to remember that, that they're kids. So again, my condolences to Terrence Clark and his family. The guest for today is uh, Corey Nepper. But last year, around this time when I started my podcast, which really was just on YouTube, I wanted to open the floor to um, different people to come on and share their opinions. And the reason I, I started that is because I would get these different I mean, I guess what's the word I want to use trolls on YouTube saying you suck. You're awful. And again, it would be like maybe one out of every 50. But sometimes negativity kind of stands out. You remember the negative before you remember the positive. And so I wanted to open it up for people if they felt like my takes were horrible to come on the show and give me their takes and not send that Corey was one of those people that was trolling me, but he was one of the first to reach out to me and um, wanted to come on my YouTube channel. And I think we started off sharing his big board. He came on a few times. So anyone that has been listening to the NBA draft junkies podcast on, you know, before I signed on with locked on, or even um, if you remember on YouTube channel, you're familiar with Corey. So I had to have him on. He makes his locked on debut today. So Corey, what is going on in your world?
0: Not a lot, not a lot. Another nice Sunday afternoon here in St. Louis. Uh, just ready to talk some draft prospects, man.
1: We did a video a few days ago that will be airing on my YouTube channel soon. We talked about Kai Jones. And in today's episode, I have three prospects that I wanted to get his opinion on. And we may have a little bit of a debate on the first one. So we'll, we'll get right into it. Corey Kispert. You think he's the best shooter in the draft, hands down. Am yes. I correct? Yes. All right, before you get into your reasons, or before I get into my reasons why I disagree. Best three-point shooter in the draft. Okay. All right, so so that, that may change things. So, so go into why you
0: think he's the best three-point shooter in the draft. Well, if we look at strictly percentages, 44% from three. Uh, he also shot just under 88% from the free throw line. He also shot it at a high volume, uh, six and a half attempts per game, which at the college level is a very, very high volume for a player like that. Uh, His off-ball movement is pretty good as well. And uh, he just makes smart plays. And whenever I watch him play, I can't help but think, man, this guy looks a lot like Joe Harris. Yeah, that's a
1: comparison I've been seeing a lot.
0: I mean, the size is the exact same. They both move similar. Their shot is similar. Their form is decently similar. I mean, it. and that guy got paid $75 million this past offseason. Yeah. I mean, so it's a, it's a valuable skill in the NBA, and it's something that's going to push Corey Kisper up draft boards, I think, uh, throughout the NBA. Uh, and we'll see that whenever he's taken. I believe he's going to be taken in the lottery. He had a really poor national championship game Right. Uh, and part of that, you can't tell if it's just exhaustion from playing uh, an overtime game two days prior from the entire tournament. Um, and Baylor part of just,
1: what, the dogs just wore him out.
0: Yeah. And it looked like they targeted him a lot. Baylor's defense really targeted Corey Gisbert. And whenever you're a shooter in the NBA, you don't really get targeted. Right, like you're not, they're not, you know. No one goes up against the Miami Heat and is like, "We need to shut down Duncan Robinson." No, you need to figure out how to deal with Bam and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and same thing with with Brooklyn. You know, you're worried about Kyrie, Harden, or Durant if they're ever on the floor. You know, you're not worried about shutting down Joe Harris. So yeah. I don't think you'll have to see that whenever he gets to the NBA. Really, uh, I do think he has a real, he has a really low ceiling when it comes to how great he can actually be but I think his floor is so high that it pushes him up
1: so when you say he's the best three-point shooter I and I mentioned it on my last episode that I feel like Cade Cunningham is the best shooter in the draft simply because I mean on paper Harris I'm not Harris I I, want to call him Harris but uh Kispert's three-point percentage was higher But I feel like Cade shot a very high percentage on a high volume of attempts with a much higher degree of difficulty. A large percent of Cade's shots were unassisted. Just looking at the numbers, he had 148 possessions where he shot jumpers off the dribble. He shot 44% on catch and shoots. Kispert shot 40.8% on catch and shoot opportunities. Uh, kisper shot 48.7% on unguarded shots, according to Synergy. And Cade shot 47%. So Kisper's older. He's a senior. Cade is a freshman. And I figure, like, with the degree of difficulty, I'm going to say Cade is the better shooter, simply because, like I said, he, the percentages were different. But I think if Kisper had to take the amount of shots or the, the – degree of difficult shots that Kate had to take, I think the percentages would have been a lot lower.
0: Yeah. If you put if you put Kisper in a situation where he's asked to create his own shot with the ball in his hands, he's not gonna really thrive as well. He needs to be a guy who can be set up a little bit. Uh before and I gotta pull up here that before the NCAA tournament and conference tournaments, he was shooting almost forty seven percent from three. Yeah. Which I, is, was,
1: I was hoping he was going to have a, like, 50, 40, you know, 50, was it like 50, 50, 50, 90? 50, 50, 90, yeah.
0: He, yeah. Was, he don't, he don't for it for a while. Yep. And uh, his true shooting percentage at the end of the season was insane. And I think he's going to be one of those guys who he steps into the NBA, he's got a role right away, and he's going to be able to just be in that role. He already knows how to play it. You don't have to worry about him, you know, overstepping his boundaries whenever he gets there. And uh, that's why I think he's going to be a very valuable player right away. And, I mean, Kyle Corver was in the league for, like, ever. (laughs) So, I mean, I think he's kind of one of those mold guys that he's going to play for 10 teams in the NBA (laughs) and go and shoot 40% for every single one of them from three. I I think it it
1: benefits him best to fall. Yeah, I I just think, like, if he goes to – Orlando is not going to be able to maximize his, his talent. I have him actually falling in my last mock that I did two weeks ago to Charlotte at, at the time they were picking at number 18. And I thought that would have been a, a very good fit for him. Like he's similar to Desmond Bain in a sense. I felt like Bain fell too far last year, even though I knew that he was going to fall into that range because I thought it was going to be held against him because of his age. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how they're similar, they're older prospects. Kispert is mentioned in the lottery, while Bain was considered late first round, early second round. And in my opinion, there isn't much of a difference. Do you feel like there's much of a difference between between the two?
0: I'd say the probably the reason why you're seeing Kisper up higher on draft boards than Bain is strictly team success. Gonzaga is, even though they lost in the national championship, they were still probably one of the best five college basketball teams going back to 2000. Yeah. I mean, they were that good. And he was the leading scorer on that team.
1: You can make a case and say he wasn't the best player.
0: No, you can make a case he's the third best player. Definitely. Um, but being on that good of a team, that and I think Desmond Bain got knocked a little bit whenever his uh, wingspan came out as like six three. yeah, and so people thought that would hurt him defensively, which I didn't really see much of a reason for that. but uh, and I think Kisper, as bad as it is to say, he looks like shooters that we've seen in the past, yeah. you know, like that's kind of his his mold. So that's why people push him up a little bit more. They remember, J.J. Redick, and Cordera, Joe Harris, and guys like that. And shooters are starting to get paid now. They just yeah. got – I mean, Davis Berton just got paid 80, in the offseason.
1: 80 mil. Yeah. Uh, Kennard got 64.
0: Yeah. So shooters are starting to get really, really paid in the NBA, and they're really, really starting to get their value seen.
1: I, I agree. I mean, if you can't shoot in today's NBA, you become a real liability, which – leads us to transition into the next prospect. And when we return from break, we'll talk about Auburn's Sharif Cooper and whether or not his lack of shooting will impact his draft status. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props are almost Anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts, promo code LOCKEDON. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked on Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Sharif Cooper from Auburn. Before we get into his breakdown, where do you have him on your big board or your mock?
0: I've had him around, he's kind of, Gone between 18 and 24, kind of in that range of uh, after lottery, but mid-first, mid to late first. uh, I've seen him in some as low as second round. I've seen him in some as high as 9 or 10. Yeah. Uh, It's
1: going to be very interesting to see because his range – well, I'd say anywhere from 6 to 20 – is, you know, it's kind of a wide range. Um, but for him, I could see lottery. I could see second round. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very, very interesting because I could see how some teams will just point out all his negatives, lack of shooting, lack of size, all of that against him, while some may just see how electric and how exciting he is in his passing and all of that. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see where he goes on draft
0: yeah you could also like you could just basically talk yourself into his strengths like he shot 82 from the free throw line he got to the free throw line a lot
1: a ridiculous amount for college yeah basketball.
0: Would, i'm a mizzou fan all right and watching him play against mizzou and beat mizzou by basically fouling out i think three of our players He, like, single-handedly fouled out multiple people. It was insane. He can draw a foul better than any college player I've seen in a while. Now, part of it's because he's generously listed probably at 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. He is a very, very small guard, and I think that's going to be – there's not a lot of point guards now that are – I mean, other than your Chris Paul and Trey Young – not a lot of point guards that are 6'2 and shorter that are starting in the NBA for winning teams.
1: So uh, Missouri was the game where he shot 21 free throws.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, (laughs) that very much sounds right.
1: That's crazy. I mean, he was 18 for 21 from the line. And I I think in a lot of cases for players that are big-time scorers or shot creators – the last step of their development is being able to get to the foul line and draw fouls. And he has that early.
0: So with that, does that make it to where he is complete and he's got that last step and this is what we, what he is, Mm -hmm. or does that mean that he's already advanced in that spot and the other stuff will catch up?
1: That's, That's a good question. That's the million dollar question. Let's talk about his passing. He is, A phenomenal passer, especially when it comes to finding the vertical lab threat. Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining him with NBA spacing and, you know, like a Clint Capella type or just, you know, one of these freak athletes, a Mitchell Robinson or somebody like that. With shooters, I think that he can make life easy for whoever his role man is.
0: Yeah, he had a higher assist percentage in college than Trey Young did. Which is insane. Uh, We haven't seen, I mean, Trey Young stepped into the NBA and is one of the, he's probably arguably one of the top 10 passers in the NBA. Uh, And Sharif Cooper kind of, he has that ability, especially in the pick and roll. The only problem is he doesn't shoot it like Trey.
1: Yeah, I definitely think teams are going to be going under all his ball screens. That's, I mean, that's key. In order for him to maximize his potential and just stick as an NBA player. I think shooting is, you know, I mean, that's the swing skill for him. The numbers just aren't good. You just look at his his overall shooting. He shot, what was it, like?
0: 39% from the field, 22% from three.
1: Yep. But the free throw, you know, the free throw percentage was good. There's a lot of people that, that you know, they base a player's potential off how well they shot from the free throw line. I don't think touch is necessarily an issue, but I haven't seen a guy with those shooting splits that I can remember. 39, 23,
0: 82? Yeah, something's weird here. And I think it. his shot form from three doesn't look Low. good.
1: Yeah, it seems too slow. I know yeah. I, in my notes I have – he has a flat-footed set shot. Now it's interesting cuz Chris Paul does have like a kind of like a flat-footed set shot. Um he, he doesn't, doesn't really work. Yeah, he definitely has arc and he's able to kind of mix guys up off the dribble with his, you know, he's just able to create space to get to his mid-range, which Chris Paul is a deadly mid-range shooter. Once he gets to those elbows, it's almost like you can you can count it. Um Sharif doesn't have that yet. It's to be determined if he can develop it. But I also have questions about his shot selection, which could play a role into why he was so inefficient from the floor.
0: He could also play a role as to why he averaged 20 points a game. If you shoot it every time or you're passing to an assist every time, you're going to end up with that high in numbers. Um, he also had kind of a higher turnover rate, uh, averaged four turnovers a game. So some of those passes were risky passes that he's making. But he was able to finish around trees decently well whenever he was under control.
1: Yep, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, on paper, it wasn't efficient around the rim, but the key word is under control. And back to the assist, even though he did average four turnovers a game, he almost had a 2-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio, which is probably – out of all the point guards that we're talking about in this draft, that probably might be one of the highest. I know Cage was negative. Really?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I. I think. I mean. Cade's a different topic, but we. He. He just had zero spacing. Yeah.
1: And yeah it was eight average. A bunch of of Coopers outside. Eight um, <laughs> average, four turnovers, and three and a half assists. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nobody's really questioning his decision-making or his passing. And, I mean, that's a whole other topic that we can get into in another show. Uh, And I think Cade is a a ridiculous talent. But, yeah, I haven't seen a guy that a lot of people are guaranteeing as the number one pick. And a lot of people are projecting him to be a primary ball handler that had a negative assist to turnover ratio. While we have a lot of questions about Sharif Coopers, and he had a two-to-one. Numbers yeah, don't I always think, tell the, the, the whole story. You got to watch the, the film.
0: Yeah. And a lot of his – I think a lot of his stuff can just be – if he just tames down a little bit. I mean, he's he was going a mile a minute. And you could – but you could tell that that Auburn team was much improved with him on the floor because he only played 12 games. Yeah. He wasn't there for most of their for their non-conference schedule. And their non-conference schedule was not uh, – not exactly top-notch competition and he comes in and he's facing Baylor and Alabama and Arkansas and I'll put Mizzou in that category because I'm a fan uh but he's going up against those guys and was still performing really really well against Davion Mitchell uh who's in my opinion his best area is his defense and he also did it well against uh Drew Smith from Missouri, who's a really, really good defensive guard. Yep. I mean, if he, he, being able to put up those numbers against guys like that shows that he's going to be able to probably put up numbers in the NBA.
1: Yeah, he's so, definitely electric, exciting, fun to watch. He has all of those accolades.
0: It's a matter of if those things transfer into winning. I think we could end up seeing him be kind of a Lou Williams kind of guy. He's too small defensively to be able to close out in a lineup in a playoff series, especially, you know, conference final type of thing. But he could be a really, really good guy off of the bench to kind of, you know, win you a game by scoring 14 points in a quarter when the starters are on the bench, kind of guy like that.
1: I I can see it. I I can definitely see that. And if you have a Lou Williams-type career, that's a long time. (laughs) <laughs> Lou's been playing so long. When I worked for the Fort Worth Flyers, I, I shouldn't say worked. I was like an intern. I wasn't doing much. This was like 2005, maybe 2004, 2005, 2006, in that range. And I mean, that team has been gone a long time. And when I just think of some of the guys that played around that era, they're all done playing. The last guy left was JJ Berea, but Lou Williams was on that team, and he's i mean what is this year fifteen for him something like that somewhere in there if you can stick around the n b a for fifteen years at about hundred and eighty pounds if he weighs that that's <laughs> that's incredible I think Lou listed loop- at one sixty in other places
0: at least uh, sharif cooper i seen him listed at
1: one sixty that's Yeah, if that, he might be like 150. When we come back, we'll talk about a guy that played winning basketball, was one of the best players in the country this year. But I want to get Corey's opinion on him as an NBA prospect. If you've been listening to the Locked On Network, then you know we've been telling you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market. We've been telling you about this for quite a while. But if you haven't, Built Bar is this amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar that is 100% chocolate on each and every bar. And if you missed it, we had what we call Built Bar Madness, which was like an NCAA tournament style competition between all of the Built Bars. And the champion was Coconut Brownie Chunk over Mint Brownie Chunk. It was a tough competition but if you missed it and you didn't vote or you have another opinion, you can try all the different flavors. Go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And now you can see if you disagree with the champion, you can decide which is the best tasting protein bar. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog, it's a unique and remarkably unique easy catalog to navigate quickly you can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer and the best thing about rockauto.com is the prices are always reliably low whether you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer go to rockauto.com right now and you can see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. We have scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts like myself. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I know that this may be bringing up bad memories, but the next prospect also lit up Mizzou. And it is Ayo Dasumu. Man, the name, I always butcher the name. I had a chance to watch him play when he was in high school, Was at some tournament in Chicago. And I remember there was a big buzz around him. And he lived up to the hype. And, you know, he's about where I thought he would be, a guy that um, after you know, two years that he would be an NBA prospect, but it's the third year. So I didn't think that he would come back this year, which I think it benefited him in a sense. I don't know if it had a major impact on his draft status, despite the fact that he had a much better year. Um, I don't see him as a first round pick on a lot of mock drafts. And I don't think he was going to be a first round pick last year. And then I also see some, Mock drafts have him as late lottery. Some have him second round. But I wanted to get your opinion. But just the raw numbers 20 points per game, six rebounds, five assists. He was efficient, about roughly 49% from the floor, 39% from three. He looks great on paper. So, in your opinion, why isn't he considered a shoe in lottery pick?
0: I think he's not considered a shoe in lottery pick because some people still think that he's a point guard. He's not a point guard. He's a two guard. Okay. He's, and he's a little skinny to be a two guard. You'd like him to bulk up a little bit, maybe get up to that 200 number because even that one eighty-five might be a little generous. Um, and for some reason, people aren't really buying the shot, even though, I mean, he was only shooting three attempts per game. Uh, but I think the shot is much improved. It's a very under control shot. Uh, he's probably not going to be shooting step back threes in anybody's faces anytime soon, but I think he's solid in the catch and shoot. Uh, I think he's going to be, he's also in a, a really good rebounder for his size. Yeah. Six rebound for his position. Yeah. Uh, his rebound percentage was in the area of most power forwards at the college level. And whenever he had Kofi Coburn on his team as well, who's a just massive individual playing the center position, he's always having to finish around a big man because there was never going to be space for that. Uh, there was no reason to leave the basket, uh, to guard Kofi Coburn ever, uh, and having that big of a guy rebounding, he was still getting offensive rebounds, which is impressive for a guard. Most guards, you'll see him be able to get a couple of defensive rebounds and, and grab and go, but him being able to still get offensive rebounds at that position shows that he has a high motor and that he's going to he, he's going to do what it takes to win. Yep, I, I
1: agree. And they won. You cannot – dispute the fact Not against that against zip but yeah <laughs> but well you can't dispute the fact that he played winning basketball and he was just a high level player or the best player on on a winning team so back to his position do you feel he is strictly a two do you think he's a combo cuz you know there's like your your point guard then you may have your guy that's a combo guard and then you have strictly two Are you putting him in the box as strictly two, or do you think he can be like your combo and be like your, you know, in some lineups, he can be the point guard.
0: I think if he's on the bench, like if he's coming off for a bench unit, you could see him run some point, but I wouldn't want him running more than eight minutes a game maybe uh, with the bench unit, but that's, that's probably about it when it comes to point guard. Now, he's got starting potential as playing the two, in my, my opinion.
1: What do you think his biggest area for improvement is?
0: I think it's going to be his, his weight needs to get a little bit bigger. That way, he, hopefully, you can get him to a time where he can switch on to threes as well, and he can kind of guard one through three. That would give him a lot more defensive versatility, which should which would make him more valuable to NBA teams. Uh, I think he, it sounds like from everything I've heard, he's a hard worker. He bust his butt. He kind of helped set the culture at Illinois that was that winning culture that they had. Uh, but I think overall, it's going to be he could he just needs to bulk up a little bit so he can handle a little bit bigger defense because defense is where he's going to probably make his money in the NBA.
1: All right. Last question. Do you think that he should have came out last year?
0: Weaker draft. It's almost like he, he went back to school to show that he could improve mainly his shooting numbers, his three point percentage, his free throw percentage. And he did that. He did that. And it's almost like the amount that he improved on his shooting percentages is the same, like he got knocked for being a year older. Yep. So he might be, he might be able to get a first round pick this year, which he I don't think he was gonna get last year. So I think he might have worked his way into the back half of the first round as opposed to being early second. So he might have moved up eight spots. If that somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, maybe. And honestly, it's it's not his fault. This draft class is better than last year's. I think yeah. that's another part of it, is last year's draft class was not as good. I Personally, I, I would take any of the five guys who are in the top five this year, I would take them over anybody in last year's draft.
1: So you would take Kuminga over LaMelo Ball? Mm-hmm. That's close. That's as close as it gets for me. But that's it, that's it's, tough. LaMelo's having a great year. I, I think that we spent... He's also only 18. Yeah.
0: Young.
1: yeah. I, I feel like last year's draft class has performed a lot better than I, I thought. I think we underestimated that class. Um, and I think we, our perception of that class would have been a lot different if LaMelo played at Kansas or UCLA, RJ Hampton played at Kansas, or, or we had a chance to see, you know, Hampton, Wiseman ball, um, missing somebody else, obviously we had a chance to really see those guys. And then even like with Anthony Edwards, like how many people really had a chance to like watch him play outside of that Michigan games, Michigan state games. So I feel like last year's class has definitely outperformed where, where a lot of people thought they would.
0: Yeah, and Halliburton would probably be another one you're thinking of. Uh, yep, or, uh, and he was hurt. He was hurt.
1: A lot of uh, last Miss year, Blur. too. Oh, so, Yep, so that makes sense. So, yeah, I just feel like he's in a situation where they have a lot of film to scout him. I want to say he's probably played over 90 college games in his career, and sometimes having 90 games of film hurts you more than it helps you, and um I just think that he's in a situation where he came back, played great, improved in like every statistical category all across the board, um, give or take like steals. It was like he averaged like 0.3 more steals as, as a freshman. But I think that he, he did everything that he needed to do. And only time will tell if it really will have an impact on improving his, his draft
0: status. And personally, I like to see a guy like this where they have shown improvement at the college level because that proves to me that they're working at it. Like, they're really, really going for it, you know? Like, they're really pushing and pushing and pushing. And you can tell he is – I mean, his three-point percentage was almost up a whole 10, like 10 percentage points. Uh, So, obviously, he was working on that this offseason. I think he's a guy – I I, the reason why I have him in the first round is I don't see him not getting a second contract. I think his defense will keep him around. I think his defense is good enough uh, to keep him around and his shooting is going to play. I think it's going to play well enough. I don't think he's ever, he's not going to be elite lead at anything, but he's not really bad at anything.
1: Right. That makes sense. Well, all right, man, I appreciate you coming on. This is Corey Nepper. This is a name that I plan on having on often here on locked on nba draft we definitely have um some some stuff on my youtube channel so thanks again for coming on again this is Raphael. locked on nba draft we are out